0: Okay, Brian. So in our world today of fast-paced everything, fast-paced this, fast-paced that, which we do live in that world, unfortunately, kind of, everyone always has negative things and they see negative things and they are inundated with negative things, but no one ever wants to change it or they think they can't change it. So I want to talk about a little bit about becoming the change and being the change that you want to see. What do you think about that?
1: I love it. Let's launch out onto the loop and discuss Becoming the Change, today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian.
0: And this is Josh.
1: Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum.
0: Curiosity Continuum is an ever-growing collection of content designed to ignite your creative talents, power up your critical thinking skills, master your world by learning the essentials needed to thrive in this century.
1: We share conversations that explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way in a constantly changing world.
0: Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, be sure to sign up for our newsletter by visiting us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation.
1: So I like what you said where there's a lot of negative, and yeah. there's also a lot of positive to be had. But there look, is. On- honestly, it's easy to see the negative. It actually doesn't require the effort. It takes effort to notice something positive.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think what it is, too, is that the negative is so inundated with it like like it's so easy to see that negative but the positive requires you to actually kind of change your mind a little bit right yeah and I think as people we're almost hardwired to see the negative in stuff it's hard sometimes to see the 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 positive you know are you that glass half empty person or glass half full person that kind of thing
1: I I would agree with that and I I know in my own life depending on where my emotional and mental state is at any given time. That can really be like a mind job on you to go like, oh man, like the world is crashing down.
0: Right. And then it it just kind of like almost like snowballs, becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Because it's like you, you kind of become what you behold. Right. You know, and I think it was, um, was it Jim Rohn or somebody like that? Some, uh, famous like leadership person said like, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so you start, you start to look at that and you go like, so what are these people dwelling on? What do they feel they're their minds with? What do they fill their hearts with? What's going on in their life? It doesn't mean that people don't go through like a tough time, but it also means that like there's patterns and things that are happening in people's lives or that they
0: just fall into this rhythm of doing. And what's also really cool about that idea and that concept is if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, you spend a lot of time with yourself and you can change and that evolves over time. Right? So like if you have a negative something in your life and you have And you want to change it, you can. You have the power to do it. It might not be easy. And I think that's where I think a lot of people hit a stumbling block, right, Brian?
1: They do. And with that, you also have, how do I start? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes like when you hear about like the news and it's negative, or something bad happened, or somebody cuts you off in traffic, or somebody was rude to you in the grocery store, for example. What happens is that the compounded effect of those small negative events I think it almost becomes like one big blob of negative. So it's like when you talk about large issues, like when we talk about world peace or we talk about global warming or we talk about any type of large scale issue. Yeah. It's almost like the negative becomes one big mass that you don't really know what to do with. It's like, what do I do? I feel hopeless.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole gist of this episode, I think, the whole crux of it is... You have the power to change that. You have the power to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that today. Or if I see the negative thing, I'm going to change it into at least thinking about the positive, right?
1: Yeah, and it takes effort. So it's it the enga- it it's does. the engagement to, to to tune your mind. And honestly, like you can actually sometimes discern where a positive could be if you just like do the opposite. So here's a great example of this. Somebody told me. That if somebody is like acting in a negative or evil sort of way, you look at it and go like, now, if I just turn that around, It'd what would they nice. really be like? If, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, if they were their true self, if they were their positive self, what would they be like? And so the great example of that was somebody who is like always putting people down. Sure. And their gift, actually, if you turn it around, is like their gift is actual verbal encouragement. Right. But it got twisted.
0: Well, and they so, also, yeah, because if you know how to do the negative part of that or the opposite, you obviously understand the other side. Now, you may not be wired to think that way. You might have to actually change the way you think. Right? Right, Brian?
1: And that takes practice. Yeah. And nobody gets it right. And honestly, like, you can start small. Mm-hmm. I, had this, I had this woman come up to me, and my wife was one of the largest influences in my life. Now, I never ate, I think, terribly. But she pushed me to, in the early parts of our marriage, to eat really healthy and do that. Now, granted, I did like General's chicken a lot, so I did that eat a little too much in my life, you know, (laughs) added more vegetables and stuff, and I I eat as natural as I can right now. And of course, I have my, I I try to eat well, not perfect, and that's given me freedom. But it changed over the course of years. And I had a coworker come up to me, and she said, you know, Brian, I, I just admire the fact that you've... Made all, you know, you eat the way you do and you exercise and things like, how do I get there? And I told her, I said like, this was not an overnight thing. I didn't have any pressing health need that made me have to do it overnight. Now, sometimes you have those things, but for me, I just changed like one thing at a time and I let that change sit. Right. And then I added another thing and I changed it a little bit at a time. You'd be amazed at the difference that makes. Just a little bit at a time. It makes it digestible. It makes it achievable.
0: And that's the thing here. If you want to, like we're talking about becoming the change. So become what you want to see. So if there's something negative that you want to change about yourself, like Brian used the example of eating, you change one thing at a time. It's it's important to understand how habits are formed, I think, and how people form those habits. So it takes about two weeks of changing something for it to become kind of like a natural thing for you. And so you need to really be cognizant of that for like two weeks. People that quit smoking, for example, like they'll all, and a lot of them I know, even they still have like the fixation to do something with their hands. And so that they want to change that. So they're like, okay, we'll find something else to do. Pick up a sport, do a, you know, uh, some kind of, some kind of other hobby or something because yeah, something with your, you know, something with your fingers, will take that and start reprogramming your brain to associate something different with that action, right?
1: Yeah, and those things, honestly, when you do that, you can then transition one to the next to the next to the next.
0: Right, but you got to do it small and slow, because otherwise you'll you probably fail at it because you're trying to do too much all at once. There's very few people that could, for example, like quit smoking cold turkey and just stop.
1: Right. Now you my know. dad was one of those people. Yeah, my
0: grandfather was one too.
1: But the motivation was strong. So like yep. in when I grew up, I had a lot of breathing issues, like with allergies and things. My dad smoked in the house. Now mm-hmm. I, it got to the point where like I asked him, I said, Dad, would you please just stop for me? And he did, you know, for a long season he did. Eventually he picked it back up and smoked. And I think he was trying to hide it from me. I'm like, Dad, it's okay if you're smoking, <laughs> you know, like there's <laughs> yeah. no judgment here, you know. Thank you for helping give my lungs a chance while I was growing up and yeah. quitting smoking. I mean, that's great, but it doesn't have to be your life's going to fall into the pit to do it. I honestly, I think sometimes people are waiting till it hurts so bad that they have to change to do it. And an ounce of prevention is wonderful to be able to just move that thing forward. And look, it's a new groove. It's a completely new groove because it's an active engagement in your life. I want to take a moment too and say that this is not, Something where I only see positive and I'm just floating on a cloud. I don't see anybody else's hurt. I'm just floating away because you're disconnected from reality. Now, there's a difference of being able to maintain or hold on to those things and see the positive in the midst of the negative. There's a big difference of just saying like everything is rainbows and unicorns when it's really not rainbows and unicorns and still right. hang on to that. That's a grit, that's a discipline that everybody can develop.
0: What do you want to, I know we said start small. Is there any other ideas that you have for this, Bry?
1: Pick something the next time you want to put somebody down. So, okay, Josh and I grew up in Minnesota, the land of passive aggressiveness <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways. And people who just play it real calm and cool, I think it's just how it is. What I would encourage people to do is, first of all, don't let that be your M.O. I mean, I say that because what happens is that you're really not saying what you mean. You're not meaning what you say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Now, that's going to be a real come-to-Jesus moment in some conversations that you've had in your life, especially if people are just used to your platitudes. But an honest answer, and Josh, we had a meeting just recently, and Josh gives very honest answers. He's never mean or rude about it, but he's that. And you can trust what he says because he's being that way. And when he gives a very real-world assessment of something, he always can extract that to go. And this is what this can mean, right? It doesn't mean that it has to go negative. It doesn't mean it has to go positive.
0: In fact, I'm looking for the positive in it.
1: Yeah. And you have to understand, like, how are you extracting positive from what? It's a contextual awareness exercise saying, I see this, I can perceive this. This is the information. And this is what I choose to do in the application of my thinking and my actions for it it's uncomfortable a lot of times like it's not going to feel natural so there's times when if you expect it to feel natural or like well that should just come to me it won't and even the most positive people guess what they have to choose to stay there
0: exactly and so this is what i want to like challenge people to do i want you to like start becoming the change you want to see and it's a process it's not going to happen overnight But you're going to become more and more aware of it. So if you've got something in your life or there's some negativity going on, start being the, you know, start actually being the positive influence on that. And it might not change overnight, especially if it's something from another person causing it, because that other person will eventually get to the point where they're seeing that them being negative to you is not working anymore.
1: True. I use that same strategy without like the negative positive type of thing. When I was dealing with things growing up in school, if I could just turn it where they didn't, they knew that they weren't getting me ticked off, yeah. they weren't getting my goat, they stopped because they, they didn't achieve their goal of bringing me down because they felt bad about themselves.
0: The reward part of it was gone for them. Totally. Because they just wanted to see you struggle. And if you weren't struggling with it, they were just like, oh, well, this sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's people you that know? goad you all the time. And there's there, there are those people, and honestly- that you don't have to hang around these people sometimes no. you feel the obligation because they're technically your blood brother your blood sister your mom your dad or whatever it might be we have the ability as human beings also to choose our family as we get older as far as family extended family josh is my chosen family i was an only child josh is a brother to me i'm grateful that i had a chance to choose josh as that you know i could have said well i have nobody no brothers or sisters." And then sometimes I watch some of Josh's interaction with his brothers and my other friends with their siblings. I'm like, I'm kind of glad I'm an only child sometimes, (laughs) but I'm grateful that I could choose Josh as that. So you have that ability. Do you have obligations? Sure. Like we all have those things that hang on us, but remember that doesn't have to be the defining thing for your attitude, your mood, your perception on something. And I would encourage you while you're developing that muscle to see the positive is to keep your empathy high. Develop that empathy thing because otherwise it's easy to just ignore when bad stuff's happening, but that's not helping anybody else.
0: No. And it's also going to create an atmosphere around you where you're going to find that you're going to attract a lot more of these, the positive things around you anyway. And people are going to want to hang around you. People are going to want to be with you because You're actually seeing things for what they are, but you're you're giving positive, honest feedback, even if it's not always positive. You're giving critical feedback. And I think that people always love to see someone who is like genuine. And that's what this starts to actually foster is that kind of idea in your life. And you'll find that it's actually much easier than trying to always be nice to everybody just because you were supposed to technically, quote unquote, you know,
1: you can call people up by just being that voice to say like, I see this in you. Right. And it cuts through. I'm telling you what, like, you know, light pierces darkness for a reason. Like you turn the light on man. Like it's all of a sudden, like things are just illuminated and that's the nature of light. Whatever's good, true and beautiful dwell on those things because it really does change how you see yourself and how you see other people, how you see the world around you.
0: Yeah. I think we've rambled on enough, huh? Bry? I think so. You want to put a comma here? Yeah, we could do that.
1: We'll let people All
0: right.
1: change some <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, this is Brian.
0: And this is Josh.
1: For Curiosity Continuum.